0: accidentally asked kill man for April 28th, 2021. Townsend, it not worry everybody? All apologies for the late episode. This is a little bit of a different mic because, uh, you know, I decided to try this mic. Why not? Why not? This is my emergency conference call mic. But, um, you know, I, I couldn't record this in time on the usual time, you know, before Wednesday because uh, I got my second vaccine shot here from Moderna. I was busy getting microchipped the second time on Monday, actually. So it was four weeks in between. I got it. And then I thought, well, it will be rough 24 hours or so. But it, that became a rough 48 hours. <laughs> so now it's been about, oh, 36 hours or so. no, not 36 hours, 60 hours since my uh, second dose that got into my arm. Uh, and then uh, I, I must say, I felt woozy in the, you know, about four or five hours into the needle shot. And then, you know, I started feeling it near the end of the day, the work day, I was a Monday. I just felt woozy. I just go, you know, that kind of thing. But it really hit me uh, the second day, day two, about 30 hours after, I'll say, after my shot. So around lunchtime and noon or after, you know and then for the rest of the tuesday you know cuz i got it monday holy fuck it was a it was a wild trip because i felt feverish and i was at like 101.8 102.2 at some point um according to the thermometer that i used but um you know when i was at 102 i didn't feel feverish feverish so I thought I was like, alright, I guess I cooled down. And I didn't want like, what the fuck? I took a bath and like I got out of it, but I was like feeling chilly mostly and then when I got the cool air I felt cold. So, you know, I go like I'm too hot, you know, it's like the feverish thing was going, but I knew my body was, you know, training itself for the antibodies, right? So and then they said do not take Tylenol, do not take Advil, you know, when you're going through these because otherwise you're gonna suppress the immune system from training itself. So I let it go. And then I just completely passed out in the evening, you know, make sure I got myself hydrated. But, you know, it wasn't to a point of like until I just like stayed in bed later in the evening. Mostly, you know, I got through the day on Tuesday. I worked you know, as much as I could. I didn't feel like I had to take a day off. I know that's the advice thing. Well, OK, complete disclosure, I didn't get a we don't get a you know, vaccine time off on like some places where they give you two extra days off for getting the vaccine. So we didn't. And I said, fuck it. Why am I taking it? So I didn't take the day off. I don't think I needed to. And I really felt it later in the afternoon more than, you know, whole fucking day or something. So there's that. But my recommendation, take the second day off, you know, like the, if they give you two days off, you know the first forty-eight hours, especially after the second shot, if you get either Pfizer or Moderna, Moderna hits you harder, supposedly. Uh yeah, take at least a twenty-four to forty-eight hour mark off, and then um, you know, other than the feverish feeling, I didn't really have anything else other than achy muscles, all that. You know the usual side effects they talked about. Um, so you know, I felt really back to normal. <laughs> When I got up this morning, day three, about, you know, really about 48 hours later, after I got the shot, i go, Jesus, that was a hell of a trip. So, I mean, I feel fine now. I mean, this is the biggest fear that people also had who are getting vaccinated. It's like, oh, my God, I heard the second vaccine shot is really bad. I just go, dude, you want to spend six, eight hours feeling like you had a fucking COVID because your body's getting trained, or you want to be subjected to this for years, weeks, months, or even years to come becoming a fucking long hauler. I mean, I I take this eight hours over fucking eight years of enlarged fucking lung the rest of my fucking life. So there's a trade there. And I can't believe the mask is still a debate because, you know, my roommate Haynes sent me a video of Tucker Carlson saying that it's a child abuse applying masks on the kids. I go, shut up, Tucker. Suck it up. You know, but, you know, Tucker, motherfucker, I don't give a shit, motherfucking Tucker. Um, so I just go. Yeah, I'm still gonna wear masks. I know the CDC came out and said, hey, if you're fully vaccinated and feeling immunized, you know, which is about two weeks after you get your second dose, uh, you should be able to not wear vaccines for outdoor activities. I mean, it's further incentivizing people to wear, you know, to get vaccine. This is a good thing and but i still go at the same time i just go i don't trust these other motherfuckers so bk you're gonna be a sheep the rest of your fucking life no i'll wear it i do like the mask you know in the winter i used to wear it. it brings me back childhood memories before i came to canada you know when it was winter it was cold i still wore it you know even though when i didn't have cold or I wasn't coughing because it covered my face so it was fucking warm so it was nice in the winter and also, it doesn't drop droplets every fucking where If the air weren't bad enough in Korea, thanks to China, sending that dirty air, you know, but pff, I'm fucking around, but you know, the environmental harms, you know where it fucking comes from, especially in East Asia, okay? Or in the respect of the AAPI relations in that side of the ocean, okay? But anyways, I digress, I digress. So uh, yeah, that was my vaccine experience. Go get it. We'll get it over with. RNA is not DNA, so you're not going to become a fucking Deadpool tomorrow. No, you're not going to become an ovary. And I'm sorry if that's something you were looking forward to, but there's that, okay? So that said, I want to talk about a one nice other nice thing also, uh, which is a Joe Biden speech I just watched. So this is a benefit of not recording the night before and actually releasing and recording on the day of. So Joe Biden's speech was great. I mean, sleepy Jew, sleepy Jew, wasn't so sleepy, of, uh, except for a couple word fumbles that he would had there. But I just go like, whatever, I just shrug it off at this point. And, you know, I can't believe we we're seeing a co- speech within the Congress of America, uh, you know, six feet, six feet, you know, socially distanced. And, you know, I, it, it, was a, it was a really, it was a speech he had to do. Sounded progressive enough, not overly dominant. And then the Republicans had the Tim Scott, the senator from South Carolina, the only African-American senator on the Republican side right now, uh, doing the counter argument, which for the first time watching these speeches, I just stopped watching halfway through. Not because it's a Tim Scott. I mean, I've I, like last year it was Gretchen Whitmer. Uh, I saw Bobby Jindal, Marco Rubio, you know, all these people, right? All these counter argument speeches and then uh you know none of these speeches are really great it doesn't really put you in a national spotlight it actually brings you down more than bring you up (laughs) and i just said tim scott's argument he just sounds like a token black man that the republicans put out there saying we got a black friend too i mean i know cbs news is the news i'm watching at this point And they're like, oh, they're trying to extend the Republicans. They're trying to expand the base. And I'm like, expand what fucking base? I mean, I've seen this fucking Republican Party for the last 20 years, ever since I've become my political consciousness has come up, coming to North America. And I just go, they never worked this shit out. They never even before, you know, I talked about in the episode about the insurrection that took about 40 years. This has been the Republican way for the last 40 years. This is a party that's going down the hill. Never figured itself out, never presented new fucking ideas, becoming cock blockers is the main thing, toting false sense of a of patriotism and militaristic bullshit and superiority that never goes anywhere, and it produced nothing. It actually produced nothing except for the re- rich people and oil motherfuckers and bankers. So they don't deserve a penny of my time or the penny of my money at this point because it's Tim Scott. I try to give it a chance, but when he started kicking off a fucking speech going, Joe Biden seems like a good man, he seemed to have a good speech, but it's a very polarizing, I'm paraphrasing here, polarizing speech, getting America, getting away us from building bridges, without before building bridges with us the Republicans. I just go, shut the fuck up. I know he didn't write that shit, but I just go, he's just going off on a Republican talking points. I just go, you're a token man. You're a token man, Tim Scott. I'm so sorry. They put you up to a police committee to redo the whole, you know, the re- police reinforcement or the refund the police effort that the Senate is coming up with, with the House. I mean, he only got put there because he's a black man. i mean, I'm, Am I saying that's a bad thing? No. He would be the perfect person to understand what the struggle is as a black man in America. But unfortunately, this is the only black man in the Senate that this should fucking tell you something. You know, Little John and Ice Cube aren't going to run for the Senate. Jesus Christ. And are they the most relatable black people in America for the black Republicans? No. So anyways, I have bitched about the Republicans. I call them now. Bunch of fucking pubes getting in my way of my fucking cock. You know, while they scream freedom like those fucking pubes hanging out. With comman- no commando. Like going commando. You know? Going commando. Shaking their pubes around. Cock blocking. Like if it's some fucking freedom. With no education. No value. Whatsoever. With fake sense of freedom. Fake sense of patriotism. Fake sense of national sense of nationalistic bullshit. I'm sick of this shit. So I'm not going to talk about it. I sound like a republican at times. I'm not. I'm just a logical man. And to these motherfuckers out there who think Joe Rogan or any of these people are like logical people and then think they're just sound intelligent. Therefore, it makes sense. I'm just go get a get a life. You really need to get out of your own bubble, too, including this masks thing. And then I I look, you know, Joe Rogan got criticized again for questioning the masking thing. And then Bill Burr. The famous Joe Rogan podcast last year is like Mm -hmm. Bill Burr just pushed back and said, We're not doing this. None of us are medically educated. So why are we making these statements and other people run away with it? And Joe was smiling and is like laughing and shit. I just go, I know where Joe was coming from. You know, he might believe probably 70% of that shit. I mean, I have my fucking take on the the jujitsu and MMA boys that are like. Bad shit crazy, but I think they, you know, I think I may have talked about this before. Look, these so-called libertarians who happen to pick up MMA or Jiu-Jitsu or martial arts, gaining some self-confidence, have this false sense of, you know, libertarianism that stems from this shit, which becomes toxic masculinity and all that shit. So, because of that, I think they're getting their, their false sense of ego blown out of their fucking ass. And unfortunately, a lot of this has been taken up by white supremacy. And then, you know, unfortunately, the fandom usually takes up on that. Same for the prize fighting. But this has been the, the fucking go-to for the prize fighting, even in boxing. You know, pitting races against each other since the, since the early 20th century. From the days of Joe Louis, Muhammad Ali, yada, 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 Floyd Mayweather, yada, yada, yada. This has been the what the prize fighting business has been. So I get it, but it's just unfortunate that it has picked up the next level. But all these people going, you know, mask, 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 I just go, if you're that fucking confident in your immune system, you shouldn't wear a mask. I'm like, I'm sorry, but the same people who preach MMA and fucking discipline for something like Jiu-Jitsu or Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or Japanese culture and Japanese martial artists, the fucking Bushido mentality, those fucking Asian people in Japan wear fucking masks too. Because they respect others and all that. Or that's what you think they preach in Japan. So why don't you follow that fucking principle for once. Instead of questioning the immune system and the fucking science for once. Huh? I'll just say that right now for the MMA fucking Joe Rogan fanboys out there. If you respect something like Japan and the culture and the exact same mixed martial art practice that you have picked up from those countries who wear fucking masks. Pick that fucking practice up too. Jesus Christ. So, speaking of the martial arts, the last thing I want to leave on a happy note is uh, Mortal Kombat. I greatly enjoyed this movie. It was only 77 minutes long. Way better than Justice League. No need for a Snyder Cut or any of these fanboy bullshit. Speaking of fanboys, like, do do the job right the fucking first time. And this movie did that. Uh, I came into expecting what the Mortal Kombat movie was going to be. And... It delivered exactly what I wanted and I wanted to see more. It wasn't too long, it wasn't overdone, it didn't have some Ayn Rand bullshit story that the director was trying to spew. You give me a Mortal Kombat movie, I got a Mortal Kombat movie. It had just enough violence and it, it didn't just give me a whole like seventy minutes, you know, hour and a half of fatality scenes which I could watch if I got on YouTube And watch Mortal Kombat 11 fatality scenes. So this director and the rest of the crew and the writing team didn't insult my intelligence. Didn't try to outsmart, out-fanboy him or herself or themselves. So good for them. I give Mortal Kombat 10 out of 10 for its delivery. Storytelling. Not going off the original material so much. Way better than Justice League. Way better than Zack Snyder bullshit. So go watch it. Please support this thing. And I hope they come back for Moral Combat too. I greatly enjoyed it. And then casting, fine too. I'm very happy with. All the cl- intro might have been... Like the background story might have been rushed through. But you know what? You know what the audience of Moral Combat is. You're not trying to add new Moral Combat audience. You know what the fuck Moral Combat is. Like for me, I never knew Moral Combat until I came to America. Because it was never a thing in Korea... Or in Japan, you know, because I know virtual fighting and Tekken. If you want to talk about fighting game franchises, turns out Mortal Kombat was banned in Asia, a lot of the Asian countries, which is why I never knew about it until I came to America. And then more and more I heard about it, I just go, "Geez, those scenes are fucking gory." But one, the more and more I, I got used to the fucking gory ass scenes of 4chan and uh, what what was that page on uh, Encyclopedia Dramatica offended? You know, I just go like. You know what? I, I've i seen. I've seen. You know, I, I can't deal with some body parts flying around with the blood. You know? I I watched Beheading video when I was so high on weed. I could only watch that shit when I was high on weed. You know what I mean? I can't watch that sober. But Mortal Kombat, because I know that it's fucking fake, I can watch that shit. At least in reality. It's weird because I can watch a fucking surgery on TLC with blood all over the place while, eating, while I'm eating food. Maybe it's the difference between... A cathartic war effort of a goriness you find on the dark side of the YouTube or the interwebs versus, oh, this is a surgery. So you know what you're doing, you know, educational gore, if you want to call it, of the body parts, or a completely fictional like moral combat that I go. This is just whatever. This is fucking purge. What am I going to do? It's a movie. It's a game. So I know I'm I'm taking myself out of reality for a second. To get in this world temporarily for 77 minutes. So I greatly enjoyed it. I like the backstory of it with the Sub Zero Scorpion coming up. I don't mind the character Cole Young. A lot of Wu Assassins influence here. And then, yes, the Cole Young actor and the training that he got was from Wu Assassins. So I just go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see a lot of influence there. But this seems a little more polished to. Meet that and Wu Assassins was a bit of a drag as a series, but you know what? That's why you keep things like this short, succinct, in 77 minutes. You know, getting through all the key characters and still leave the things open and saying the Nether Realm and Earth Realm will come back and battle, you know, all that stuff. I look forward to the Mortal Kombat, you know, 2 movie and the Mortal Kombat 11, the movie just came out last year, uh, the video game came out last year, you know. I just go, fuck, I I kinda I kinda wanna play Mortal Kombat eleven now. <laughs> and that game expanded a lot. So anyways, I want to leave it there. Uh thanks for listening. Apologies for the delay, but I'm trying to make it before you know the Wednesday out as usual, trying to meet the schedule. Thanks for listening. Email me at a A Outlook.com I'm not high like last week, but uh, I'm a little uh, vaccine-tired. Microchip is completely kicking it. And then uh, we'll see you next week when we get to May. May 2021. All right.